Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we are continuing our comic book journey through film and under that spotlight is electra from the year 2005 based off characters movie characters by mark stephen johnson written by zach penn stuart zickerman and m raven mesner directed by rob bowman i am colton robertson and i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And uh, Electra has uh, has some bad luck going for it today. As you know, we put out Catwoman and Blade Trinity in weeks past. And Catwoman underperformed like a motherfucker anyway. Uh, but we this is the first one we're recording post-Wes Anderson director spotlight. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, when you get into the flow of things with comic book movies... You start basing it off of other comic book movies. And our aim with this project was always to try and treat them as movies at large, not as comic book movies specifically. Mm-hmm. And so now that we've watched, we're, we're going to start covering these movies side by side with some actually very, very good movies. Uh, you might see our ratings suffer on the comic book movie side for that reason. Um mm. But we got a ways to go before we get there today. It's um, all good. You gotta, you gotta have the bad. I mean, this isn't like terrible, but just compared. No, it's to actually done, yeah, like it, it's, it's done much well. better than people gave it credit for, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I came in with absolute, super low expectations. Like Blade Trinity was fun, but I, it, you know, we knew it was part of you know, a trilogy. You know, this was mm. the, the last one, so we we kind of knew what we were getting into. You know, yeah, tonally. Catwoman before we were like all right it can't get much worse than that right you know like mm. we were we were there and like it can't get much worse than that coming off a bunch of Wes Anderson flicks you know this is definitely a, a downgrade from that but I'd as far say. as the the project goes like I, I don't this one was a pleasant surprise as as far as how it turned out you know I, I just expected I don't know I expected I, dog shit yeah. I expected a really bad fucking movie and it's far from great, uh, and you, I, I, I'd hear an argument that would say that it's not even quite good, but it's certainly not terrible, you know? Um, like, the story is actually there. Like, actually, it, kind of, uh, at first, I actually didn't, a, I didn't know where it was going, and I, I didn't, nah. I didn't see the twist that, like, this was actually the, you know, I guess her contract, you know, she was contracted to kill these people and they just yeah. so happen to be friendly neighbors. And I, I, I didn't put it together right away, but then like, then she gets the contract. She's like, Oh hey, God. Like, hey, there's, some, there's some pretty cool action in this movie. It's got a very distinct visual, visual taste, a visual sensibility that I didn't expect from it. You know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, it, it suffers this early two thousands thing where it has this, <laughs> 
intense either green or yellow tint on a lot of scenes, you know, like that, that color grading that makes everything look like it's, I don't know, filmed in like a fucking sewer, yeah. uh, sort of. It's, it's, Why it's to give you that, that scummy underground like- vibe. Like shit's, shit's dark out here. You don't, you don't want to know what's going on down here. And that's yeah. sort of what Electra's got going for it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it had a, it had a surprising, a, a, beyond that color grading, a surprisingly good visual sensibility. There were a couple shots. It, it reminded me of Daredevil a lot, where I was kind of like, oh, this is a better looking movie than I thought it would be. And, you know, it, like that move- mansion and the lake or island yeah. where they were at the beginning and like just like Electra going out there swimming, you know, coming back up, just like standing on like the, the rocks. And like, you just saw the mountain and water mm-hmm. and like the house. Gorgeous. And like, was like, Oh, okay. Well, like, and even before that, there's the opening scene of this movie has to be my favorite scene. Ooh, um, okay. The, the introduction to Electra has to be my favorite scene because, you know, you've seen the first John Wick movie, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's as far as your John Wick knowledge goes, you know, that part, whenever someone is talking on the phone and, He's like, your son killed his dog. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh. And he like hangs up the phone. You know, he's like, oh, I get it now. Like, You're we don't screwed. fuck with it. <laughs> you, they kind of gave Electra that introduction where like mm-hmm. the, the bad guys like or like the bad guy, whoever she sent to kill is like, oh, you don't know who we're fucking with, man. You know, if she if she got past our security, if she got past our first line of security, I will be dead within minutes. You know, yeah. like that's. And That's it's, how we're you, going. Have the, you have the guy who she's supposed to kill, and then like the leader of this squad, you know, whatever, in the same room with him, and he's mm-hmm. so confident, you know, he's like, "Oh, my guy's got this." Like, she's, you, don't worry, boss. Like, you're, he's you'll like, be fine, "Oh, you, know? like, you don't even fucking know, bro." You know, usually whenever this happens, you don't even know whenever she's here, and your first mm-hmm. line of defense is gone. And then as he's saying it, you know, it happens to be that she's already infiltrated fully and the f- first line of defense is gone. And I don't know, it was, it was a very good way to introduce her. Like the built, very built, like the legend of her, like I hear that she whispers in your ear before she kills you, you know, or, or whatever mm-hmm. that was. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Like kind of cool. Just the line. But then you actually get it in the scene, you know, you actually get her super far away, but right. then gives the little whisper, but then is very, far away again you know or I, I don't know how she does it but she she's a trained ninja so that that's all i gotta that's all the the reasoning i need you know she she was trained by stick you know so like yeah um got i mean she it what's like the magical essence behind her is there actually like something like, yeah i mean uh that, that that does have some comic basis uh the sort of uh there's a mysticism that the hand dabbles in that mm. like uh, for the resurrection side of things, there's this illusion to a thing in her past where she was killed and she was brought back to life and stuff like that's that finds its basis in comic books. This wasn't like a terrible adaptation, you know, it's mm. it kind of falls victim to the same thing that a lot of movies about villains fall victim to and Electra has this interesting angle where she is an anti-hero where mm. she has been she has been a villain but she's also been a hero you know like so there's you know she can she can kind of fall on either side of the coin there so focusing on her with a heroic light I really enjoyed that but yeah she does uh she does have a little bit of mysticism around her where the hand like resurrected her and she became like their ultimate assassin okay. and 
you know, and that's kind of what where she's at now. And uh, yeah, she's got no problem with killing, though. You know, no, that, no problem with it whatsoever. She she uh, is making. I I don't know if she's she seems that she's doing pretty well. She's got um, money. Like her apartment that she had back there that she was just scrubbing down every single like thing to just get rid of her DNA. Mm. And and her her like manager, oh what was his name? He was actually pretty funny. I liked his man I liked the manager and he was down to ride, you know, like he yeah. uh he ends up it, sacrificing himself for them and I was like, Oh, okay. This guy's kinda macabre? dope. Sound right? Macabre? Uh, yes. Okay, wow, he just has a buzzed haircut in his IMDb picture, but yeah, he I don't know. He he was kind of a dick at first, you know, or what it just like kind of the stereotypical manager kind of thing, you know. She's like, No, I need to take a break, whatever, and he's like, Alright, well, you know, whatever, it's two million for the next one, but I, I won't tell you any of the details, you know, I'll 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 just give them to you later, whatever. And she's like, All right, you know, what's the job? Like you know, starting off kind of stereotypical mm-hmm. manager guy, but but I I mean by the end there, I was like Okay, you know when they got to his, his. I don't know if that's just his house or like a safe house or. Yeah, I, I take it that's like his. That's his like hideout. That's his hideaway. Yeah. Whenever he wants yeah. to be away from the city, yeah. he goes. But he was, retreats. It was interesting seeing the like the start of her. You know, just being like, yeah, no, I, I kill whoever, whenever. I don't care. You know, like I'm. It's what I'm good at, and that's what I like. And then, you know. I, this supposedly is probably the first time where she has some some doubts in that, you know, meeting this this family that she has no idea that, you know, they're the contract, but then she finds out. But I don't know, I, I think it was very strategic of uh what's what's yeah, Mark Miller. Mark Miller to hmm. go over there before and become very friendly, you know, before she knew that bit. they were the contract. Because if not, I mean she was ready with a bow and air, like a crossbow, just like aim. She was ready. You know, hey, I, you know, I think there's some because she, uh, the reason she doesn't go through with it is the little girl. You know, mm-hmm. she's got a, she's got her own history. And you know, one of my one of my favorite uh, Electra comics. It's uh, oh man, I I had the book down here, but now I don't. I don't. But uh, there was a there's a great Electra comic book that kind of goes into her her origins as a uh and it's told with like this art style like a child is drawing it and a child's telling the story and it's her remembering the death of her parents and how scarred that left her and everything like that so i think there's basis there's basis there where like she's like oh god am i just am i perpetuating the cycle of violence that turned me into the way i am do i want to do that to this little girl etc you know and uh I really, really dug that. Like that's a it was an angle of the story that they could have just kind of sidelined, and uh, I'm I'm glad they didn't. It was yeah, uh, they they called back to that flashback a whole lot, you know. And we got a little bit more to the piece of the puzzle as the movie went on. Like like it was at it was in the you know the bedroom. The it was all flowy, and we didn't know who killed her parents. But like at one point, we see it's like a literal like demon figure, you know. And it's just mm. that that's who she saw, you know, as a kid. She was yeah. So- that like that's what she saw and then okay and then i found the book it's literally just called electra assassin i couldn't remember that for some reason yeah but uh who, who played what was the was yeah Kigi. karigi karigi Kirigi. yeah Kirigi. yeah i don't know he was a he was a pretty cool villain i actually i actually no, really I liked liked, that yeah like uh just the son of roshi you know the leader of the hand or whatever and you mm-hmm. know he, we you don't get his whole backstory, but you know the way that they just have their like mob boss meetings, you know, and he walks in and you know he 
he goes to a different guy first, right? Like his his right hand mm-hmm. man. He's like, all right, get it done. Doesn't get it done whatsoever. But then Karigi comes in and you know shows him what's up. So I mean, he 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 definitely showed us that he was he was a worthwhile opponent. But like his crew was wild. Like what a what yeah, a crew. Typhoid and little stone tattoo tattoo yeah. yeah like that was nuts i don't know for like 2005 not gonna lie like pretty, pretty impressive visual effects there like i mean it, they they hit it a lot and it was just like kind of black smoke um like sometimes yeah. like it was it was very cleverly done but like for i don't know it was a really interesting villain just to throw in there you know like yeah they, and like for a while you thought it was like just the bird and then it was like Nope. Oh, snakes and this and this and they can all fly like birds. Yeah. They don't move like the normal villain they are or like yeah. the normal animal they are. And then one of them somehow shows up in graffiti. Like I guess like it's not just his tattoos. He can like just any art. Like, art. Yeah. It's like I don't know, that's that's pretty sick. Pretty cool. It's uh, a great idea for a villain. Yeah. But I love how like um we, we were talking about I think on Daredevil, uh we were looking forward at this one and we were like, "Oh, let's see what awards it won." And it and the like one award that it won was best kiss. Yeah, best yeah, kiss. Knowing that and in we were, context, yeah, is and hilarious. we were we were like, hmm, I wonder what how like how, what's this kiss like that that won an award? And it's, I mean, no, it's it only got that nomination because people were very. Uh, it's uh, two women kissing it, on. Yeah, it's to, they're tokenizing lesbianism. That's like, that's one hundred percent. I mean, yeah, and it, literally just a kiss of. I mean, it was a cool shot, you know, like it was the. A good shot. And then, like the slowly, like putting her down. Like, I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was pretty cool, but the award is pretty. It's pretty outrageous. Yeah, MTV like, awards. Like, okay. Yeah, but I mean, like the villain side, I think was actually like it, it was out there a little bit. You know, they they really just were comic book, are very campy. You know, with the villains they had, but it, I don't know. I think it worked really well for this movie. It wasn't anything that was like, oh, that shouldn't be in here. Like, no, nah, was- th- and this is another movie that kind of you know it it keeps everything in bounds i think you know there's nothing like the third act doesn't go like oh my god what the fuck are we doing here like oh this is getting ridiculous no it just it kind of kept in keeping with the tone of the rest of the movie it was what i expected the finale to kind of kind of come to and i all in all i appreciated this movie a lot more than i thought i would yeah um yeah like even the uh, love story that was in here you know hmm. like i did it was a little cliche at some point. yeah but but whatever they have to I do like cliche do. man I, i'd be i'll be damned if i tell you yeah. i don't like cliche like, uh their first kiss you know like mm. oh no i hated that you know and it, it like the after they kiss he's like oh no you know i just yeah i absolutely hated that after i forgot who it was electra that said it at first i think yeah, mm. she, he says sorry that's right he says sorry or like he apologizes he's like oh yeah no i hated that and then it comes back around at the end you know after everyone's yeah happy and together and right and, you know inverse of it so like it's it's cliche, a little, a little... it worked no i was like i actually i don't know it, like the moments were actually pretty cute you know no, i think yeah, there's a found family here that i can really appreciate you know and i like that the it's a classic trope but i really enjoy it whenever the romance is founded based off of a single parent and the kid enjoy like liking the eventual partner is the reason they really connect at all and uh, I think that's really cool. You know, that scene whenever the the ninjas are attacking their cabin and Electra has to choose a side and she decides to protect them and stuff. And she like locks them in that room and uh, she's like, hold on. And they're like, OK, well, she's been lying about whatever she can do, because goddamn. Uh, <laughs> future. 
some, yeah. you know, he literally is like, all right, I see what's about to happen. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to turn it against him. I, I, at first I was like, oh no, like, because they, they kind of tricked you. It wasn't, you mm. didn't know that she was like kind of looking into the future, like right. thinking what was going to happen. You're like, oh shit, like now what's going to happen? Like these guys are dead, like for sure. And then, no, nah, that was just, that's just how good she is, you know? Like I, I think yeah. it's. I took uh, that to be like her training activate, like in a similar yeah. way that Matt Murdock can like sense what's around him at any given point. She can, she can hear where they are, how she would go about attacking them and how they know she would go about attacking them. So they would have that plan ready. So she has to subverse expectations, you know? So like, uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of layers there that I really enjoyed. And, uh, I, I'm still in a place where I, 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 I do quite enjoy Jennifer Gardner as Electra Nachos. I liked the, uh, mm-hmm. I liked the green eyes, you know, the, uh, from the ritual they performed, whatever she's been imbued with has turned her eyes green, which, uh, I really, really enjoy as well because that's comic accurate as well. And I'm, uh, I'm a sucker for some comic accurate adaptations, you know, um, and, yeah, her uh, and Abby were like a very, like you could tell that that she just saw herself in Abby a lot. Oh yeah, big time. And was was she didn't want her to have the same life, even though that Abby was like, no, I want to be just like you, you know. Like, and they have that one cute moment where they sit down. She's like, all right, let me give you your first lesson. You know, whatever. Just close your eyes and, or I don't know. They just sit there, and she, you know, Abby's messing with her. She's trying to get her mm-hmm. to blink or flinch or Ooh. something. Just nothing you know stone cold and then just yeah it gives her a little scare and a good first lesson you know not like yeah. no no it was Expect like the unexpected yeah, was, <laughs> know, shit. Like, the moments between Electra and abby were actually really awesome and i think i think my scene well i really like their little fight that they had little mm. fight you know um at the dojo um after you know Stick just came in the forest out with his ninjas and grabbed yeah. her out of nowhere. You know, he was like, yeah, I knew this was all going to happen. I just needed to wait till the last minute for a dramatic effect. Um, but then they have, like, this little fight in Abby's court, you know, little room, or maybe it's Electra's room. Um, and Electra's just, you're forcing it. Stop forcing it, you know. And she's very, mm-hmm. you know, effortlessly just doing it. But then... You know, kind of sits her down on the bed, and and Abby like starts to cry. You know, Electra kind of has her in a chokehold, and like Abby just starts to like tear up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and then Electra's like, you know, you 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 will be better than me very soon. Um, I don't, and like just kind of sat her down was a cute moment. Um, I don't know if that's my favorite scene. I mean, a lot of my stuff comes from the dojo. Um, whenever um Electra's with Stick, because I don't know, Stick was. Very odd. Like, I like the, the Netflix adaptation of Stick. I think a little, mm. I just, we get to spend a lot more time with him. So that's what right. I do. But I, this guy, I mean, he did, he did really well. Yeah, it, Terrence Stamp. Yeah. I like this actor a lot. I'd seen him most recently, and I think his most recent credit period is a, uh, is One Night in Soho, um, with Anya Taylor Joy, directed by Edgar Wright, which is a really interesting little horror thriller type flick that I would recommend. A lot of people wouldn't. Uh, widely regarded as Edgar Wright's worst, but Terrence Stamp has a really interesting role in that movie, and that was the place I'd most recently seen him. So when he popped up in Electra, I was like, "Oh shit, it's the silver-haired guy." Yeah. I think that's literally what he's credited as in uh, One Night in Soho. Um, oh, was he wise at all? 
was he was scary. He was kind of like, uh, oh god, what's this? What's this motherfucker up to? I guess a whole different, whole different vein. But I don't know. I I really like the the. I think that's my shot. I mean, I, that was the most. I'm a sucker for dojos, and especially when they're dojo. up in the mountains. Um, there was just that, like a shot where it was like Stick was just up at the front, you know, kind of. I don't know if he was just still or pacing back and forth, but then Abby's just going to town on some other ninjas there, you know, or. Wow. I got the title of the movie wrong. It was last night in Soho, not one night in Soho. Um, but no, yeah, I'm with you. I loved that shot. And, uh, cause there were, there were a lot, like I said, a lot of shots throughout the movie where I was like, oh, damn. They're like, kind of nice out of nowhere. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So that, I think that's kind of just the theme for the whole movie it was just like a pleasant surprise every now and then, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and I was expecting, like, it is a very common thing for these movies for the third act to go just crazy but this was very contained it was just like <laughs> Letro, all right i'm ready you c- like come for me you know i'm let's fight let's do this yeah and it, it helps when the movie's already quite a bit out there you know like when you do have ninjas who've been resurrected and when they die they kind of turn into this like green smoke type shit and you're like okay yeah like this is already kind of weird and then you introduce a guy whose tattoos come to life and a guy who turns to stone and a chick who kills plants as she walks by them and all that mm-hmm. stuff like yeah it, it it helps whenever a movie's already really campy and comic booky and out there and whenever you can i i always think it's positive whenever a comic book movie takes itself seriously you yeah. know like and i think this one definitely did even with all of its campy uh mm-hmm. somewhat it, in a typical movie would be dumb, but it, it works for this movie. You know, I think that the, it all fits and uh, I enjoyed yeah, it I think, a lot. Like in a, if this were made today, like say in, in the, in classic Marvel fashion, when tattoo guy would start to like do his thing, there'd be a character that'd be like, Oh, now what the fuck is that? Or like, they'd be like, Oh no, <laughs> you know, like that. They'd bring attention to how dumb it is. But right. in this case, they were just like, Oh shit! They're like they saw the hawk on the your feet, and they're like, "We need to go," you know, like we need to run. And they're like, I, it, "I don't know." It was all no. That's that's a really good point. There's something about this that has a streak of originality that you know you just there's certainly not a comic book movie like it before, and I don't think we've gotten a lot quite like it after. Um, and whether that's for the better or for worse, I don't know. But I think that uh, I, I enjoyed it. I had quite a good time with it, and. uh whether or not it's critically the best, I don't know, but I do know that I had a, I had, I had a decent time watching it. Every, every once in a while, I'll just be like, oh shit, you know, like, uh, I actually kind of front loaded my favorites a little bit, you know, like uh, Jennifer Gardner is the, the obvious choice for favorite character and performance. Oh, it should uh, be, you know, I think yeah. we, we say that a whole lot. Like if, if you're the titular character, I sure hope that you're the character of the movie, you know, hopefully, right. and performance usually follows suit with that. But, uh, yeah, she did. She's getting them both. I think that's that's pretty undoubtable here. But but yeah, like I said with my scene earlier, it was Electra's introduction to the movie, the very first scene. Um, and then my shot also comes as a part of that scene. And I watched the director's cut of this movie, so I don't know if it's uh if this like because I looked up some differences and it's like oh there's there's a bunch of little things where it's like oh that's slightly different. That's an interesting choice to make, but uh, I don't think this was on the list. Um, where you can see her reflection in the drinking glass. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like, oh, that's she. She's that kind of frightening cool. back there. That was really cool. Yeah, just evil guys sitting in front of a fire pistol in hand, you know, or whatever, getting ready at whatever he's gonna do, right? And then isn't he like kind of using it to see mm-hmm. her? To see that's her, he, yeah. 
and acting like it's not. No, that that was. I don't know. That, that was cool. Scene, I liked that shot a lot. That scene was actually done really well. Like, to, yeah. To well, they, they set the tone for the movie in a really, really good way. And uh, I like immediately. I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I might be about to get into something that I really, really dig. And uh, I did. I had a, I had a great time with this movie. Like I like I've been saying, and uh, that that was visually probably the best scene in the movie and i thought it was probably the best written scene in the movie just because they were like let's just hype up how badass electra is and let's let's dive into it but i i I mean shit even the when we went to her nightmare sort of realm with all the white uh furnishing and the white carpet and the white drapes and the light pouring in and there's just like one dark demon like all those scenes looked fantastic you know like those were really compelling um, I mean, even the the last like fight scene, like was you know in the house with all the white just blankets over all the furniture and stuff. Yeah, and, and they start you know just moving so fast that they're all swinging through the air yeah, and stuff. Hard. She gets like kicked into one like across the room and like is all wrapped up in it. And, and you know, Abby not supposed to be there, but is obviously there for you know because she wants to be and dramatic. Yeah. Of, you, you need that, but like the act, like the found family aspect of like Electra just like wanting to protect her and like do anything for Abby you know was like I don't know it was really nice to like was just a an aspect of the movie I didn't really think that was going to be in it at all I didn't I didn't know that I would actually care like this much like I don't think I cried but I think there were like a few like little like Like, tear up you know like like, man that was really nice like yeah whenever Abby's kind of dead there she doesn't really know she's alive and she's like no i just found you like i need you like no you can't die i was like right. whoa i was like okay like whoa here you know like getting kind of real and then she does like she remembers like her lessons from stick and like remembers yeah. the hand and, and stomach you know how she was resurrected and then and then she does the same to her she doesn't think it works but then she does wake up and then she <sighs> looks at her own hands you know like like oh my god and then like just i don't know it was like a moment that not you know any serious emotional like strings were were tugged, but I oh I was tearing up a, like just no, yeah. just uh, uh, there was a, a resonance nice there. You felt the things you were supposed to feel, just not in the extreme. You know, like you were like, oh, that's you know they they did what they wanted to do with that moment. And there's there's that's a lot more than you can say for a lot of other movies in this uh, in this run that we've already done. You know, when you are supposed to be like, oh man, that's a nice moment. You've gone and gone like, ah, well, okay. Sure. You know, and uh, that 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 it's a bit of a rarity for a movie to pull off exactly what it wants to do. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it, it would have liked to make you cry in that moment. But uh, even getting you just to go, oh, you know, that's that's a win, I think. Um, no, I think I think it's a, a credit to just how seriously they took them. Like they actually took themselves seriously. And and if, if they didn't, and it was, you know, just way more campy or way more whatever i don't think i would have felt a single thing in those moments you know like it would have been like kind of like a a forced sad moment instead of mm. something that i don't know it, it felt really real like and it felt in like keeping the, with the tone yeah like the whole time there was there was never anything in this movie that that was out of left field like it was always like yeah this is the next logical step like they got attacked or, or she was going to kill them no longer going to needs to protect them you know they're on the run and they eventually get to their manager uh macabre yeah i don't want to call him manager but like macabre's house um a real one just is 
I mean, it, he didn't seem like he would make the sacrifice play whatsoever. Um, nah, that one was kind of like, I, that was that a little out of left field, you know? Field. Like, uh, but yeah, I guess that might be the only thing. But because at first, I mean, they did not give him any ounce of that. Before. No, he just seemed like a he just seemed like a guy who worked with her and just kind of like. I mean, he didn't treat her like a best friend or anything prior to that. He didn't treat her like someone he'd be willing to fucking die for before that, you know? And uh whenever that time came around, I was like, oh, okay, dope, cool, Makab. I, I guess that's what the script calls for at this moment, and yeah. I really appreciate you being the one to do it. He strapped up. You know, he was he, he was ready, and I, I guess... Maybe when I mean, you are like a handler... That's like something. That's like a part of the gig. Like that's something you have to be willing to do. I'd but go out that way, or else you know way too much information. Maybe you know he he knows too much. So maybe even even if he gets out alive, or they capture him, you know he's he'd rather die fighting yeah. than than in a torture chamber or something somewhere. Yeah, maybe hand. so. Maybe so. But, no, yeah, I uh, yeah, I liked Macab a lot. He was a uh, he was the only other guy. He didn't get no, he didn't get quite enough screen time to get the character by any means. But he was the only other guy who I was like, oh yeah, I liked that guy. You know, uh, yeah, he was. I don't know. Other than like the main like electric, I, I stick. I think I'm just gonna like no matter what. Anytime he pops up in anything, Daredevil. Um, and this one was was really interesting because in the other adaptations, like you know that stick is like blind blind. Uh, like just off, like the cataracts in his eyes, like you, you know, it's all fogged over. But this one, you know, you kind of have that, like, is he, you know, or does he mm. just choose to be because you know he's that trained that he legitimately doesn't even use his eyes anymore. So they're just like he is blind, but not, but by choice, you know. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think there is like a point in the movie where they where someone asks him like, "Are you actually even blind?" You know, and he just gives like a like doesn't say anything. I don't know. He's he's very um, selective in his words, but man, whenever he talks, he's yeah. Um, he got my line. I, I think our lines they come from the same monologue, uh, just different parts. <laughs> um, I mean, it, I mean, like I'm not gonna lie, this part of the movie, I was I was like. Okay, like, I mean, I didn't, like, the whole lesson that she's learning, you know, like, it's mm -hmm. all coming circle, like, she was Electra's pissed. new groove. She was, <laughs> she was, I mean, she was, like, pissed. She's like, you can't, you can't just force all of this on her, force all of it on me. How did you know I wouldn't kill them? How did you know all of it, blah, 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 you know? And she's like, what the fuck, dude? And, I don't know, you. He lets her know. I think your line comes first, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. mine is, uh, some lessons can't be taught, Electra. They must be lived to be understood. Which is just yeah. generally a good piece of advice. Uh, you know, like, uh, sometimes you don't learn a lesson until you experience the lesson you're supposed to learn. You know, you, you, sometimes it, it takes that for you to get it. Like, there's no way that someone who studies art for all their life can come to me, tell me everything they know about art, and then expect me to make something on like Da Vinci's level. Like that just yeah. that's just not how it works. You know, like you, you can know everything about something, but that's only what you know, the experience is, is where it all all mm -hmm. matters. And that's I don't know, the, the line that I chose was kind of the the end part of the monologue and he says, I always knew your heart was pure. You simply needed to see it for yourself. And then it yeah. cuts back to the lecture and she like she starts to just cry like right there. She was like, oh, my God, like she just couldn't like it was a very quick cry, you know, mm -hmm. very because she was 
at a dojo and you know she probably has been told that crying you know not that's not a thing i don't i don't know really how they it's like we're in uh it's like we're in uh how howard's office yeah arthur's yeah. and no the french crying. dispatch no crime not not for journalistic integrity but just for ninja integrity you know you gotta be <laughs> a stone wall when, when you're a ninja but but no it was like th- that scene i didn't ex- like I guess I, I was more just excited to see Stick, just in general. I, I and I love anything dojo and anything like. I, I wish I could like, thirty six chamber of Shaolin. Like, oh my, I, I would, I I could not do that myself. Like, I know I couldn't, but like, just to imagine me actually mm-hmm. going training and and being complete. You know, like after you actually go through that, that has to feel so good. Like when right. you're, and you're like official, and you you know, I don't know, but. Like they 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 build that up really well. Like um, just that even Abby is just going out there, just laying out everyone that comes up to her, and then you know you see Electra fight her, and and we still see that Electra is still, you know, above Abby still, but but not for long. She says, you know, I, I, like I love all that dojo stuff. Um, anything that has to do with with anything dojos, I'm I'm always down for, and and maybe that's why I don't know, maybe why uh, this movie was a little more taken seriously is because it was just kind of like a, you know, it doesn't have to be a superhero move. Like Electro doesn't necessarily have to be out of a comic book or anything. This could have just been a normal, yeah. you know, take away tattoo, take away all like the weird powers. And well, stuff. And even like, so it could just be some weird fantasy ninja movie, you know, like yeah. I don't, I, I, I might be bagging on my comic book knowledge on this a bit, but I don't, I don't know of a character named tattoo or a character named stone. You know, I don't know that those are comic book movie or comic book, original characters. I I know them from this movie. Uh, And if they are uh, typhoid sounded very familiar and her power set seemed vaguely familiar. Um, But the other two, I don't know. I didn't, uh, I didn't get that a lot. Yeah. Well, it looks, I think, I think that's it, because on Marvel's fandom, he's from Earth 701306, um, a very long uh, number there, but yeah, it, it his picture is, is from the movie, um, mm. and that's it, I think, yeah, no, that's yeah, it. Typhoid, yeah. Typhoid is from the comics, uh, Typhoid Mary Walker, um, yeah, Typhoid Mary, also known as Bloody Mary, and Mutant Zero. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right, she was... Wasn't she the, uh, she was like, I, I was supposed to be, or like, she was pissed with Electra because Electra took her spot or something mm-hmm. like that, or like, she was supposed to be the chosen one, but then Electra, I don't know, beat her out somehow. But I don't know, it was like a, an interesting twist to add to that character, you know, I mean, pretty cool shots whenever she was in there too, like, I hate, you know, plant life dying and all, and I, I I but it was a cool shot. That, like her just walking through the forest with her, like just brushing her hands against you know the leaves and just seeing it instantly die. Um, very, very villainous. Very, very creepy. You know, like it was. Um, I don't know. I, villains, yeah, not, not, not a complaint out of me on the villain side uh, for this one. I think maybe just the way they died was a like. Or the way she died in specific, I uh, like was a little lazy. Like uh, she just Electra just gets done killing Karigi, you know. After they have their pretty cool fight scene, not gonna lie. Like started inside, eventually got outside. He right. does the the quick, you know, about kill kill strike, and then she just you know holds her 
blade right there. He runs right into it. You know, a pretty classic ninja move there. But, right. but then, you know, to kill Typhoid, she just she just chucks her dagger through the maze. <laughs> and like, I don't know. She's just standing there. And she's like, look, I, I, maybe it's like a, a stick lesson, you know. She doesn't need to see uh, to, to know what she needs to do. She's just that good at killing that she just doesn't want to bother with it. You know, she's like, all right, right, I know I can get it done this quickly, so I'm just going to chuck my dagger. I'm just going to fucking do right it. Right at her. Just yeah. Literally right at her. Um, and I don't know, after she dies, it kind of, like, her essence is, like, pulled into the dagger, you know? Yeah. Um, and, like, it, like, blinks red, and it kind of makes you think, like, oh, is there another movie coming? Like, what does that mean? I don't know, like, what's, is that gonna have something later on? I don't know. Um, right. But, like, this, because it was a continuation of, like, it's in the same universe mm-hmm. as daredevil but just yeah it's actually set after daredevil there's deleted scenes um where ben affleck's matt murdoch appears to her in dreams oh. and uh is like come back like come back to me and she's oh, like yeah. uh, i will but not now you know and then she like wakes up in like terror and stuff. Been cool yeah that that could have been that pretty cool um wonder why i think at some that. point they knew they weren't gonna continue it so they were like Let's cut it. And they'll need to pay Ben Affleck again, yeah. you know, for just some dreams. They had to have paid him to be there, you know? Wait, so, oh, they actually did film it. it yeah, those are, those are film oh, wow. scenes. Those exist. Oh, okay. Was, you think there was a plan for another movie after this? I, I, I got to imagine that if they could have financially done that, they would have. You know, like, uh, I also think there's... Jennifer Gardner was not happy with this movie, like the product that this movie came to. She she only she said she only did it because of contractual obligations after Daredevil. So the passion for the project wasn't there much after yeah. this one was filmed, you know. Uh I so, see. you know, it is what it is. Recently there was actually it was a couple months back and it was so fucking stupid. It was like uh Ben Affleck and it was a paparazzi photo of Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner recently like talking intensely about something and someone was like oh no wait what's going on and it's like well they were married and they have kids together so um know that yeah so they're they're probably talking about something important you know uh but like I quote tweeted it and was like uh they're talking about the return of Daredevil and Electra Nachios you know no, I mean, they could be talking about their kids and family in real life, whatever, but this is all they have, you know, people think that, like, movie stars, this is all they know, is, like, the movies that they're in, so if they're yeah. talking, they must be talking about the reboot. They must be talking about the movies, or they must be talking about getting back together, or or something crazy, like, because at the same time, there was something where Ben Affleck, like, opened the door for, oh, you remember that video of Ben Affleck opening the car door for Jennifer Lopez, and he looks, like, super fucking annoyed, you know, and then he, like, shuts it. He's super annoyed at the fact that people are taking photos of him and videoing him right fucking there, you know, like, that's that's what he's annoyed with, so people were all very speculative about, like, oh no, is it rad? with j-lo like no no literally there was maybe it is but it's not little clip that was released and it made it actually look like he was a little mad at j-lo but then like Mm -hmm. you watched 30 seconds before that happens and then it's obviously not between them like they were literally like when he makes it around to the other side of the car he looks at the people videotaping him and he goes really you know like uh (laughs) literally taken so out of context and that's 
you you watch thirty seconds before and it's all all solved. Yeah. But no, yeah, it's no, so, it's I, so I, dumb. I, I hate together. paparazzi, man. Wow, I, didn't, I didn't know that they actually. Yeah, they were, were married for a time. Um, wow. Which is cool. It kind of contributes to their on-screen chemistry back in Daredevil. You know, we were kind of like, uh, oh, you can really feel it, and I didn't know it at the time that that was that was the case. Um. Wait, but yeah, I'll see. Uh, when did they? When were they together? This was there another playground scene, or was that Catwoman? That was Catwoman. Okay, so it was. Okay, good. I was like, if there was one thing bad about the movie, I, I don't know why I thought it was this, but okay, that that's good. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Gardner and him were married from 2005 to 2018. They were married for 13 years. Um, I... couple years after Daredevil, same year as Elektra here. So, okay, very interesting. I see why they they chose him as as the pair, you know, and mm. seeing, you know, maybe a trilogy. I guess. Uh, I don't know if they were planning on going much further than that. I don't know how. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess this was. Let's see. What is? Yeah, you know, like Marvel. Like I wonder what their like plans were. You know, if there really There's wasn't any rumors that at the time they were trying to figure something out where. Toby Maguire and the X-Men and Daredevil and Eric Bana's Hulk and all of them would like team up somehow. And that would be like somehow they could do that. But then that never happened because only a couple of those movies were financially successful. So they were like, all right. And rights were everywhere all over the place, you know, like Columbia and Sony had Spider-Man universal at Hulk and X-Men was with Fox. So it was like, we're just not going to figure this out. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a shame. I would have loved to have seen that blade. Wesley Snipes blade was going to be a part of it. Like it was going to be, it was going to be, it was going to be a thing, but maybe, maybe that is better for this movie. The fact that it wasn't a part of, you know, something a whole lot larger, because I, I think that's kind of a common flaw with current Marvel movies is that they can't really focus on the movie and the story they want to tell. They have, they have to have some things in there. That like they they can't get around, you know, and I, I mm. what that is. Who knows how too much of a degree that is, um, but like they're they're I don't know. Having to tell a much much larger story is already so much more complicated than just coming in and making a movie about a you know a found family through assassination, basically, you know. And like right. I don't know, it's, it's way more contained. It works way better, um, and I, like that. I don't know. I, I keep coming back, like thinking about this movie, and I was like, "Man, I I didn't actually have that that bad. Like, it was yeah. actually like a very not. Oh my god, I need to watch this again. I don't really think nah, I'll and ever I, need to. But like, it was. A, I'm glad I've seen it. You know? No, yeah, glad. me too. I'm happy. I'm happy that I watched it. Um, but yeah, do you think it might be time for a rating for this bad boy? I think. I think we've gone through all the favorites i was trying to think if there's any other scene that we were missing but no i, I mean, think I'm we kind of pretty sure you know this movie doesn't require the deepest of analyzation you know um, yeah. very simple just pleasantly surprised is all, like kind of what i'm coming back to it was just a, yeah. just a, i expected dog shit you're right i did and uh it was not but it was just all right um but yeah i, I don't know let's see enjoyment wise huh it's See, certainly not as complicated as Tenet, which we will be discussing next week. <laughs> wow! Yeah, we're uh, that—that's quite the the jump. Of yeah, that one might that one might require a 
bit more discussion uh, to I've work through it, there. And I still really don't know what – like I, I need – that. That it's – I don't know. That one okay. we'll need to talk through. More but, on that next Wednesday when Christopher Nolan is back under the director's spotlight here on the Penny Bloom Podcast. But yeah, rating. What do we – uh? where do you feel like you're sitting enjoyment-wise? I was thinking, you know, a, a close comparison. Daredevil is pretty. Of course, but we gave that a seven seven five. Uh, Daredevil, and no. no, I don't think it's quite. You know that that that's a little too high. But like five, middle of the road. I think it's above middle of the road. I enjoy. I enjoyed it. I and that's the thing is that if it is middle of the road, I didn't enjoy it, but I also didn't not like it. You know, it just kind of exists. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it's closer to the realm of like Hulk. Where did we have Hulk? About a six seven five. So okay. Point level. Um, I that, do. I do think I would sooner rewatch Hulk than I would rewatch this. Yeah, Hulk was. I don't know. I'd say, and and Howard the Duck was at a six. Um, and like that, is it a little better than Howard the Duck? Is it better? Or probably. More you know. Um, hmm. That's an um, that, that's that's an interesting comparison to make. Like, uh, which movie was more enjoyable? I do think I had more fun mm-hmm. with Howard the Duck, um, but part of that was kind of laughable. You know, it was kind of like, oh my god, I had a great time watching this stupid fucking movie. You know, uh, I think I think it's in between there somewhere. Then it's it's I, above. Then I, I I say just above Howard the Duck. I say six two five. Then agree. Yeah, I think that sounds right. All right, and then I guess genre here. We we were talking about how you know serious they kept it. They knew the movie they were making. They didn't. It didn't go. The third act wasn't wild. Not out of there. Mm. Uh, I think like genre wise, they did did a pretty good job here. They did about what they wanted to do. What uh, what we give Daredevil in this regard? Let's see, genre for Daredevil was a seven. Don't think I can tell you it did better than Daredevil at accomplishing what it wanted to. Um, Tying it or lower than it? Probably a little lower. Um, maybe may- six five, six seven five. Six five is Howard the Duck again. We're coming back to hey, Howard the Duck here. Maybe but, it's uh, closest. Maybe it's closest comparison. Is that the closest comparison we can make? Is Howard the Duck just yeah, uh, a? Howard the Duck is definitely a movie that was not taken seriously whatsoever, yeah. and then we have Electra, which is, you know. And it's very the, essence. Yeah. They are um, the same. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, you know what? I'd split that difference. I would I would split the Daredevil and Howard the Duck difference and go six, seven, five. I like that. Yeah, this movie's just around a six and a seven. Just yeah. overall. You know, that that's kind of how, how it feels. Maybe, I think, critical. Maybe, maybe until we get to critical, I think. Um, Adaptation, you said the... It did a pretty good job. Um, it's still not exactly, like, there could be so much good in an Electra movie or a TV show. You know, we saw it in Daredevil Season 2, I think, mm-hmm. when she was around. Like, that's... That's true. That's Electra, you know? Um, so she's close to being there, but it's not, it's not quite there. And there could be so, 
I can't go super high with it. I think again, I would go probably around a six. Um, yeah, because looking back at Daredevil, we gave that a four seven five adaptation wise. Um, and I would say they got the character of Elektra more right than they got Daredevil right, simply because Elektra is actually an assassin. She does actually kill people, whereas Daredevil doesn't save a dude who's about to die, and that's kind of against Daredevil's whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. You you were what what number did you say? Were you around a six? Six. Around a six. That's Blade. Uh, Blade. Okay, X-Men. then I'd go five. I go five seven five. Blade Trinity, right there. There we go. Um, that sounds good with that. About right. I was like tying it with X Men and Superman three. I mean, Superman three wasn't you know, but they they still kept the spirit of Superman in there. So yeah, I'd, I'd say yeah, five seven five is. Yeah, and I mean like they kept the, and you know the hand and its higher ups and stuff. They didn't get that one hundred percent right. Uh, but the hand itself wasn't a super far cry from what. The hand actually is this mystic ninja organization and stuff. So like I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it keeps being like sort of a give and take balance. And the more I talk about it, the closer to a five I get. So I'm like, it's five maybe, seven five two nine. Maybe, maybe even two. Maybe a five two five. Maybe just above. That'll put it. Batman and Robin was given a five, and that'll four seven five. It's gonna go ahead and tie Daredevil. Four seven. <laughs> We just keep going down. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know, maybe I think it is, I think we uh, the same universe as No, this yeah. It is it is. I'll I'll go ahead and tie it with Batman and Robin. I, I like the adaptation of Batman and Robin when it comes to literally Batman and Robin, but like the villains in the movie are where that problem came in. So like I'll go ahead and tie it there because in in the same essence, it got Electra about right. It did, but the the hand, it's a little, it's not quite what you want it to be. Electra's not quite what you want it to be. It is a pretty middle of the road adaptation. Okay, yeah, I think I agree. All right, there we go. Now, critically, now that we've watched a bunch of Wes Anderson movies and and we've we've gotten some some great you some know, great cinema, you know, where 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 do we fall back here? Um, huh. Well, given, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and take a look back at Daredevil some of the years. Uh, um, Daredevil was a six critically. Hmm. All right. Uh, um, blades are all between five five and five. Um, and they're all right next to each other. Hulk was given a five, and you know, I think it's better made than Hulk. Actually, like. I think, well, I think I'd watch Hulk again, but I think, like, for what the movie was, and, like, visually, I think it was visually better than Hulk, um, and the story was, I think, more interesting to me here than Hulk. Okay. Um, I think, hmm. I can get, I can get with that. I can get with that. Um, Is it? Because Hulk had a lot more going for it, I guess. Um, yeah, you know Hulk. It's uh, it's visual effects for one are a lot better than the the tattoo and type mm-hmm. stuff that they've got going on. I don't entirely agree with the visual uh, visuals being better in Elektra. I think it's a better lit movie, and I mm-hmm. think that there there's more abundantly good looking shots. But I appreciated that the swing they took with Hulk, as far mm-hmm. as like the they they were trying something. This does look a lot like a lot of early 2000s movies. You know, it, 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 like I said, that, that tint of 
green and yellow throughout most of the movie. Um, when it's dark, it's just kind of like ah, was very dark. Yeah, it was dark, but but whenever it was dark, they did they did do a good job at dramatically lighting the characters. It wasn't like oh god, I can't see anything. I saw what they wanted me to see, you know, and I I appreciate that. So I I do think that it's probably either for me a tie or point two five below Hulk. Yeah. I don't think I can elevate it above Hulk personally. Let's see, I guess getting Hulk out of the picture. Let's just think about it on its own. Is it just a middle-of-the-road-ass movie? You know, that that's what a five is. Yeah. And I think that's actually true. You know, Yeah, I, think- I would say I would say it's it's right. It's about middle-of-the-road. Um, so now, I, I think you, did, you do bring up a, some fair points uh, to put Hulk a little bit above, actually. I yeah, think. you know, like... Uh, while I do enjoy Jennifer Gardner's performance of Elektra, and I don't mind her version of Elektra, I do think the performances on the whole and Hulk were better. You know, yeah. I know I'm bringing it back to the back to the Hulk comparisons, but like, uh, you know, this this movie doesn't have its Nick Nolte as the father. You know, where they're just <laughs> fucking going for it. That's you true. know, um, yeah. hmm. okay. it doesn't have its Sam Elliott. I think who's... um. I'm either okay with a five or a four seven five. I don't know. I think I would put this movie just just below middle of the road. Um, and so like I I I would submit my answer of a four seven five. Let's see where that'll put it out at a five six nine. So at a five seven, um, overall, which puts it. Let's see where that puts it in rest of all these five seven. Puts it right below Howard the Duck at a 5.75, but above Superman 4 and Batman and Robin at a 5.63. I can uh, support this conclusion. I think I would go, you know, Howard the Duck. Yeah. Like, it was out there, and it was laughable, but... It had to be out there and laughable. It's Howard the fucking Duck. It's Howard the... Yeah, you're right. It's a duck. And th- these are just real humans here. Yeah. Uh, very early 2000s fashion yeah you're this is you're like this is an early 2000s this is the most early 2000s ass movie we've had so far you know um and i think it's the last opportunity we have for a early 2000s ass movie you know because we start we start moving into the 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 late 2000s movies here uh with the next year i kind of view the early 2000s as hot through 05 late mm-hmm. 2000s 06 through 09 um yeah. You know, we got Batman Begins coming up, which is uh, Ooh, that's a, that's Constantine. A good... Constantine's a pretty early two thousands ass movie. Not gonna lie, um, I'm ready for that one. I'm, I like I'm that never, one. I've never you know, seen it. I have some bias. Mm-hmm. Uh, How could you not, though? Yeah, you know, peace, uh, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves, baby. So I mean, it might just be a ten across the board just for that reason alone. Probably, but... it might be the Scooby Doo of this project, uh, <laughs> yeah. Constantine. Yeah. Talk about an early 2000s ass movie. Um, but uh, yeah, all right. So, what would you say it all came out to there? A 5.69 or a 5.7? Right. You know, a 5.7, uh, 57% on the old tomato meter, which I can assure you is nicer than anyone else will be. Yeah, Rotten um, Tomato or IMDb gave it a 4.7, um, which is about our critical rating of it. So, that and then bad. Rotten Tomatoes, ooh, 
Um, yeah. What is it, like nine? Uh, 11% critically, yeah. and then a 29 audience. So not as bad as I thought audience-wise, you know, I think. <laughs> uh, but still, still quite down there. I believe that 11% of critics thought this was good. Or at least all right, you know? Um, yeah, it's just a few of pe- a few people that a had. A few of them were like, you know, you know maybe, what? Yeah, the way that we're going about it, you know? Uh, maybe there was a critic out there that was a, a chosen one student that was put through the dote. You know, maybe this story like, this, hit them. They so were like, hard. this deeply resonates with me, you know? Yeah. That's why 11% of critics. Yeah, you know, 11%. Was, that was probably like a total of like 200 or 100 people or something like that. Like right, critic. right. I didn't even look at it, but but yeah. But okay, you know? No, yeah, not bad. Not terrible. Uh, yeah. Not good. Not terrible, though. So uh, with that, we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennyblompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content and all sorts of written content. By now, I've put out at least one work of fiction. A little short story is up there for you, which I'm very, prou- I'm very proud of it. Um, and um, uh, I'm excited for you all to read it. And so for $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money. And uh, I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. And like I said, I have at least one short story. I'm getting back into writing some fiction. And Joe's Joe's been working on some stuff. And he might be sending it my way soon. Mm-hmm. So, uh uh, you know, you got, you got some, you got some fiction to look for out of us. You know, we've spent years talking about it. You know, might as well try our hand at it. Um, yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. It's, it's more creatively fulfilling than I've been in a while. So that's, uh, that's something to look forward to over there. Patreon.com slash Penny Bloom Pod. If you would head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod and follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever you might be listening. And if you're looking, for discussion on movies that might be a little bit better than Electra. We are also doing our director spotlight. We alluded to the fact that we've done Wes Anderson in the past. We've, we've covered Wes Anderson's entire filmography. That was, that was a few weeks in a row. That's what we did. Um, and now we're on to Christopher Nolan, which, uh, is, is very exciting and it's going very well. And, uh, in anticipation of Oppenheimer, which I believe comes out next Friday. Uh, oh, yeah. we'll be talking about that the Wednesday after. So uh, you can expect that then. If we survive the theater experience when the nuke goes off, who knows? Yes, exactly. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what might happen then. I'm ready. Uh, homie broke the Geneva Accords to make a movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember... Peace, love, and bloom. And the second life isn't like the first one, is it?